So we're rolling. Copy. We're back with another episode of Wasted Podcast. Shout out to you if you're listening on Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube. My name is Ant. Cool hands. I'm Zeke. But you can call me Ezekiel. There we go. We got another photographer on the scene. You know what I'm saying? We started this with photographers. Yeah. And uh, kind of ventured into other fields. But, you know, it's always dope when we get photographers because it's like we get to see like the different, you know, lens of what how somebody works and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how I saw you, how we followed each other, but somehow, you know, I ended up seeing you work. Puma. Oh, yeah? You worked with Puma, too? Yeah, I did. I did something with Puma. It didn't come out as good as I wanted it to. Yeah. Because... It was just so random. I didn't think I was going to get the damn camera. It was just like, boom. That's how they so, were, and right? I couldn't find anybody, so I had to find one of my homies from like my hometown. And I was like, yo, you size 12? Like, I need somebody to shoot. Mm-hmm. He did his thing. Word. So, Hold on. What, 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 what picture? It was the South Beach joints. The 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 South Beach colorway. Was that the one you probably did with Bradley, I think? I don't know. I, I thought that was did, the latest the, one. The video one, I think, right? I when did, they sent you like the, the, the video VHS, camera. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get the. You only got the camera. I did the, the little point the, in the, the point shoot. The uh, the stubo- disposable. Yeah, like the first, like the first promo. Okay. All right. Also, I, yeah, the first one. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So so I guess it was since then. That's that because I was following somebody that followed you. Yeah. And then I saw that you were sharing like each other's stories, and I was like, "Yo, this dude, he's, this, I was like, this dude's work is dope." And then you did that video, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and that's when I followed you. And then you oh, had cool. the the page too. Yeah. So yeah, I followed yeah. that as well. I've been it's been, it's been about what two years now, I think. Oh shit, it's been a minute, yo. yo, it's, yo I'm <laughs> you, social media is crazy, bro. Crazy, bro. Like, yeah. You can follow people for like so many years, not meet them, and then when you meet them, yeah, it's just so, man. It's so different. That is know? crazy. Like it's, I fake know you. Already, yeah, <laughs> like, literally, you, I fake know you. Like it's really, yeah. it's weird, bro. It's so strange. That man. is strange, bro. Like it's like, it wasn't like that back in the day. Like people, you knew each other, you knew each other, but like, yeah. Now it's like you could know somebody like across the country type shit too. All right. Like That's the furthest you could do it with that was probably like back in the day. Like if you know somebody from the town, like from a town over, it's like, oh, that's that guy from you from Lakeville, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. He gets like a, a like a, a like a, a reputation that precedes him. But now it's just like you don't even have to follow somebody to know of them or, or of their work, you know? Right, dude. Some I think on a few occasions I I went to a few events and like I meet people in person mm-hmm. and like we exchange information. And we follow each other already. Like, yeah, I've you never are... met them in my life. Like yeah. that. And sometimes, like you just like, wow, like that's really, it's just so weird. Man. But it, but it, that's also I feel like a New York type thing too. When, like not exclusively, but like I remember we like you we, we be going out. Like we haven't been out like that in, in events like that in a, in a while. But a time, in the man. in the beginning, like you end up like seeing somebody, maybe like you actually talk, but then you end up finding out you've been following them you know what i'm saying because yeah. it's like the same it depends on what you do too i feel like photographers you're going to certain events you see the same stuff True. Same, same people, people are hosting the thing same people are showing up right right so right. it's like you probably like just are unaware that you probably already follow them that's so weird bro yeah but years ago i would have never thought like i used to just follow <clears throat> mad random people but like yeah it got to the point where you can actually still have like some type of relationship with people online uh-huh. Never see them in your life, but still, like it's all love. And then, like now with yeah. the video and all this other stuff, and right. it's crazy. Like the connection you can have with people from thousands of miles away is so weird. Crazy. And it's, the, just, it's strange. Bro. That it's is crazy. World. And like, then you really think about it. It's just, yeah, no, nah, that's a fact. Like 
speaking of uh, like after the Puma thing, like what what would you do? Like, because that was a while ago. What were you doing in between that? Because recently I saw you worked with um, the Kid Super thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I was on, I actually worked on set as a PA on that on that shoot, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, like, what led you to do that? You know what I'm saying? Honestly, like I've I've been wanting to make like films since I was like a a kid. Yeah. You know? Like I've always had that kind of creative mind. I used to just roam the woods and like pretend I was in a movie. My toys. I was mm-hmm. playing like I had movie titles for them. every time I played with a toy. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. Like that's just how I always want to do it. But for the photography perspective. It was like my mom. Like she's a photographer. Nice. And then cool. like, and like, she never really like did what she wanted to do with it. So like, as I got to like, I would say like eighteen, I was like, you know what, like, pick up the camera for a little bit, see what happens. I did. I took a photography class. It was it was analog. It wasn't even digital yet. Oh and wow. Like digital cameras were still like, what, almost two two grand mm. in two thousand thirteen yeah. or <laughs> not even two thousand eleven. Right. So people, there were still like, film cameras out there. You know what I'm saying? That were just not even like. Six years old. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. That so is that, crazy. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And then after a while, I actually hit somebody up. I wanted to do BTS. And then BTS turned into me doing PA work for, like, I think it was a little tech video. That, and, and it didn't even get released. Um, oh, damn. But the song was dope. It came out of his last album, actually. Okay. Um, How did you get in touch with, like, uh, you just knew somebody? Uh, shout out Jagger. Because uh, I met him South by Southwest 2017. We went on like a little tour. That's in Texas? Yeah. yeah in Texas. Austin. <clears throat> Which is dope. Met him there. You know, he met the whole team. Like, I was a part of this group, sub so basement. Shout out them. Yo, shout out Chris, my boy hey. Fossil. Um, uh, I was doing photography then, doing video work then. Like, I did stuff. Like, I was, I did like a ski mask show. Rob Banks, ski mask. Florida, a lot of Florida. Yo, dude, it was crazy. Bill Saber was there. I don't know if everybody remembers him. He was like a really big dude. Like, they did like the. You know, same kind of was like really dark Suicide Boy sound. He used to have like the, the horns and his dreadlocks. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was dope. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Ronnie J. Ronnie, Ronnie J, J was there. Yeah. This show was in Philly, like two thousand, like seventeen. Yeah, man. So like, did that. I actually ordered my first camera, backstage that day. Wow. The camera that I still have right now. Which one is it? Yeah. T six. Actually, I was a little, I was a little, a little fucked up. So like, we were drinking backstage and shit, and I was shooting. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was supposed to buy a T6i. Uh, and it the literally flip just came out. Yeah, the, the flip-out screen. I, yeah, and I bought the T6. And when I got the camera, I they had no flip-out screen. Yeah, and I was like, fuck? I was yeah. like, fuck, bro. And the autofocus was trash. But I, yo, the, all the work you see right now that I have on Instagram or, like, just in general, like... That's a T6? That. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Nah, T6, the Canon's T6... The no, Rebel series got busy, bro. Like, yeah, the no, color profile. Color, yeah, no, the, the color the science is different no, on Canon. No. It's no joke. So you still rock with that right now? Yeah. That's man. your main? Battery pack, it's just beat up. Like, <laughs> I use, I think the only difference now is like I, I use like adapters, so I'll use like my, my film glass. Like That's use, like, the shit that gives it character, yeah, man. Uh, it does, but the only problem with using my adapters is that it's a crop sensor. So it's like about yeah. 35 turns into a 50. 50 yeah. So mm. it's like, yeah. it's kind of annoying, but right, at the same right. time, I'll still get nice colors and be, okay. you know, sharper. Right. No contrast, all that. You know, What's like, your favorite lens so. to use? My favorite, 35. 35. I think I fell in love with the 35 just because it gave me that I have more control. Like, even though it's a wide lens, you can still do so much with a 35 millimeter. Yeah. Like, especially, like, I love portraits, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can I can get a portrait and still kind of get a landscape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so nice. It's just and, like, yeah, yeah. And I can shoot horizontal, <clears throat> vertical, no matter what, and it's yeah. like, it still just comes out nice. And then 35 just reminds me... <clears throat> It reminds me of uh, 
I don't know, like like a movie, like, like mm. cinematic. And again, and that's always been my drive from when I shoot is just, I want it to look as cinematic as possible. Right. Even when it's not cinematic. But yeah. at the same time, I get that, that frame, you know? I get uh, the perfect yeah. frame. I get yeah, yeah. the person, I get whatever's in the background, whatever. Yeah, it's not like too distorted, no. like with the wider, like the yeah. 20, 24 is fire too, but you can get some distortion yeah. and shit like that. For real, man. I mean, every time I steal my friends 35 all the time, we used to shoot together. My boy James, shout out to my band James. Like, yeah. uh, every time we shot together, I was like, yo, can I use 35? <laughs> <laughs> like, because yeah. he used to have, like, the expensive joint. Like, it's like $1,500. Oh, that's, that's this guy right here, man. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> crazy, man. He got, he got some fire lenses. He got a oh. fire 35. The 35, 35 is beautiful. 35 is yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's like, if you were i don't know it's tough though if you were limited to one lens i would probably go with that 35 yeah that's a good that's a good focal length right like, and people I, usually go like people are okay with the 50. yeah 50 is my favorite you know, focal length. Yeah. it's the nifty 50 you know like and yeah. you get like you know get a pretty wide aperture in that joint you know yeah. you get some really sharp bokeh like right. sharp images everything i um, like how it's, it's like the to me it's like the perfect in between because i feel like generally you know, 85 is looked at as like the real portrait because portrait lens, you get the, the nice bokeh and yeah, everything yeah. like that. And then anything under that, I say like, if you go 35, 35, like you said, it's uh, 35 is also a nice in between because I feel like it goes like 24, 35, 50, 85, and then everything else. Yeah, That's kind of how I look at it. So I think 50 and 35 are like the perfect in-betweens to me. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, most film cameras either came in 35 millimeter or it came with a, a 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, my Yashica has, it came, it didn't come with a 35, it came with a 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more equivalent to like a 45, like 40 something, like 48 mm-hmm. or something. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like you still, it's just so nice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a question for both of y'all. How do y'all feel about zoom lenses? I don't oppose, man. I don't oppose the zoom lenses at all. I have one of my favorite ones. Uh, a 70 to 300 mm, mm. I took a lot of good portraits with that yeah I and bet. usually most you not really you don't really shoot portraits like with a zoom lens really a lot of people right. use it for like you know video, video work yeah but I took some crazy ass photos you use flash with that though no so it was just natural lighting just natural light I've like used, outdoors I've never or? used flash in most of my photos to okay. be honest, I've just never really been crazy about flash. I've been, yeah, I think really? I just started recently using flash. Okay, like I like flash. Depends on the circumstances. Some studio shoots, yeah. uh, most studio shoots, I use flash because sometimes the weather just isn't your best friend. So like right. sometimes that sunlight is just not hitting. Yeah. Or you get these kind of days and it's just like, all right, like we need yeah. some, we need some beauty in here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you gotta brighten it up. <laughs> you know, I got light box. I got like, uh, I got some lights that my cousin gave me. Um. Studios always got stuff. You know? mm-hmm. I don't yeah, even yeah. use them the right way sometimes. Right. When you use a zoom lens though, if you're zooming in too much, wouldn't it uh like like what was the circuit like how are you shooting? Like where was it indoors or something like that? Because um, I feel like wouldn't it get most really of the time dark? I, shoot, you know? I mean it could get yeah, really dark get, depending really on dark. how much I like think once you go after once you break out of like seventy, mm-hmm. your F like my F stop would literally I can't go below 5.6. Yeah, exactly. it goes from like 3.5, usually like 5.6 yeah, once yeah. you get on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, pretty much. I'll, I'll be honest with you, though. I don't like, I don't mind that. Like, it, it depends on like, one, the setting, like you, like, like you mentioned before. Like, if there's enough light in there, you can just crank up the, the you know what I mean, the, the ISO a little bit. And 
I feel like there's usually a little bit of give that you can take if it, if your photo's like a little bit under or a little bit over, you'll be alright. Like mm-hmm. if you have your shit at like five fifth, uh, like um five point six, and you're outdoors, like you're good. You're gonna get yeah outdoors for sure. You're gonna get like some. You're gonna some get something depth of field there too. And it's not gonna mm-hmm. be super crazy, but you'll get something. You know what I mean? Because I guess yeah, yeah. that's the benefit of having a zoom lens. It's compressing the space, so it'll make whatever look. You know what I mean? It's funny that you said that, man. Because like now I'm thinking about it, like. I've had like so many times where like I'm shooting in the studio trying to use the seventy, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I want to like throw it against the wall because it's like not, the images are coming out too dark. Dark, yeah. So like, that's where a flash would probably yeah, come in handy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes I do some, I'll bounce, I'll bounce some some light around. So okay, where you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of times it's just really just natural. I try, I try to shoot outdoors, but sometimes uh-huh. you know, I don't know why the elements don't want to work with. That's you. the thing. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. the thing, especially being over here in New York, man. That shit doesn't. Bro. You gotta be. It was just spring yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> right. Literally, man. So, did you take classes for like uh, any any uh like photography or shit like I that? I took like one digital photography class, uh, last last semester, a couple of semesters ago. Mm, otherwise, just self taught, just doing it. I self taught, bro. I've, yeah. I would just pick up a camera and just like my mom like always yeah, took yeah, pictures yeah, of me facts. and my brother like right. since I could remember like she'd been taking every man uh-huh. she got so many pictures of us man it's crazy like did she teach you anything? I don't even think so really. Wow. I think most of the time I just really just picked up the camera and just you just press the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's crazy because I had this one experience. Uh, a friend of mine, I was in, I was in, the, I was in Florida, and her the family she's staying with their their son he's like four or five years old, mm-hmm. I gave him my camera, bro, and I was just like, oh, so you just press the button, it's like, it moves by itself, you hit a beep, and you click. Mm-hmm. You're just taking really good pictures. Hmm. And yeah. I was like, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's yeah. just, that's usually how it happens with a lot of people. Right. It, you just have something that I, but like, how would he, was he like looking through his shit and just <laughs> randomly yeah. clicking? He, he was, you know, randomly clicking, like, they don't know what they're looking at, yeah. but at the same time, like, there are some images, and I'm yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. how the heck did that's you do that? Why, yeah, no, that's but cool. I told him that's like a click. cool experiment to do low-key. Yeah. yeah. Yo, have you done any, like, uh, you know, like, lookbooks or, like, I don't know, zines or any, like, printed work? No, I want to, though. Like, this year, I felt like, I felt like I took a lot of time freelancing. And a lot of people usually mm. freelance for a few years, and... They kind of jump into what they want, mm. and I was always told that like I needed a niche and this and that, but I couldn't really find my niche. I guess my niche was really, I like the way people feel when I take pictures. Like mm-hmm. I like how we doing this with, with a podcast and having conversation. Mm-hmm. When I shoot with people, that's just how it is. Like I like to make people feel good. I like to just, I like to just shoot. I like to work. Like, yeah. I feel like that's really my niche. It's just really just bringing people together, mm-hmm. and just kind of like, you know, putting out just dope work. I just. I just want to make art, man. I don't care about anything. People want to take portraits and do this and that, but just I don't want to do everything. I want yeah. to do whatever I can. Like I, I don't, I don't limit myself. I don't like kind Word. of put myself in a box. Even I'm like like, a his, rebel. like historically, like talented, uh, like well-established photographers, they have what they was known for, but then they have like the things that yeah, they have a niche. They had their, their their other things. Like for example, there's one dude who used to take a lot of like pictures for like Vogue and stuff like that, named Richard Avedon. Like, he took pictures of Marilyn Manson and a bunch of celebrities. Wow. Great work. But then he has, like, these series where he, he takes pictures of, like... Yeah, this one in particular where he took pictures of, like, like freaks. Almost like circus freaks. Uh-huh. Yeah, this one where he, he, was take, he took this picture of this dude covered in bees. Wow. It's, like, this mm. black and white photo. It's actually, like, really famous. You might have seen him before. 
these are things that he he also did on the side of just taking pictures of celebrities and all of that other stuff. So I like I like the idea of maybe having a specialty, but you should never like you said never limit yourself mm-hmm. to just doing one thing because that's lame. And if anybody tries to tell you that, it's like you're just trying to limit. I feel like I guess like my specialty is just I like to adventure. So like when I travel places, I like to take pictures of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So what I see is what you see. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's going to have my perspective on why I chose the subject. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember before, when I got back into photography, it wasn't until, like, I was, like, 20 years old. So it wasn't even, like, six years ago. I moved to, to Vegas slash California with my sister, and I bought, like, a new phone. So one of the Samsungs, one of those shits that, I think they, they blew up, and they got, like, recalled or some shit. Mm. Oh, they started exploding? Yeah, they started stuff. exploding, bro. They that. got banned from my flight, so I couldn't even take it on. I think they I had started a new banning phone. them? Yeah, bro. it was bad, bro. It was bad. I'm crying. Um, I was just taking pictures. I was driving to uh, to Oakland with, mm. Um, mm. with my nephew, homeboy. And um, <clears throat> I just took pictures of, like, Bakersfield, like, in, in, in California, like, all that. Just farms mm. but for miles. But then, okay. Like, the hills start rolling and like they're like it just looks like a different world, bro. Yeah, it was just so crazy. And then I just started taking pictures with my phone. I moved back to New York, and I was doing just like street photography, taking pictures of flowers and shit. And then I took my mom's old camera that she just never used. It was like a T, it was a T three I. Okay, or um, but the the little prongs didn't work on the lens. I think one of them uh, was all, all the way pressed down, uh-huh. and I couldn't really, I couldn't do anything, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it was broken. But I went around and I just started shooting like just what I thought was pretty. But it yeah. got me off my ass and it got me to really just uh-huh. go places in my town I've never really been to. Right. Like, just, you know, going into the woods. Places I like to go. Like, I like to adventure and I was just taking pictures of everything. And a lot of my pictures were just flowers when I first started, bro. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest thing ever. Just flowers and roads. <laughs> but, like, in a way where it was, like, uh, always had a, you know, <clears throat> composition to where it looked, you know, had that, that ratio of, like, a film. Right. Which is... Uh, that's just, how, that's, that's how just how I see my life, I guess. Like when I really look out the window, or when I'm in the car, you know, you yeah. look out the window, you just you like just see like a scene. Or I something. just think I just think of it like a movie. Like I, I, I don't know, it's strange. Have you put out any like uh, video work or like move? I don't know. I put like films? two like pro- like student films. Mm. They're not on my page right now. I took a lot of stuff off my page because this year I'm really I got so much planned, dude. I got so much going on. Mm. Like. I just know shit's gonna change, and I just need, I don't want people to see this, this part of me. Like, I'm not, I'm old school, I'm old soul. It's weird. I feel like a, like a six-year-old man in a 26-year-old body, but <laughs> at the same time, like, I want to start utilizing my, my time online to actually just post the things yeah. that I want people to see, for sure. I don't right. want nobody to, like, sleep. Like, I want people to wake the fuck up. <laughs> I see. Right, right, right. Yeah. But there's some stuff coming out. I did a short, like, doc, like a silent doc. On my okay. town. Um, okay. I'll send you a link to that shit later. But uh, it was just garbage all over the place. It's been there's been this specific spot on the street uh-huh. where it's like a dump. People have just been dumping shit there forever. Oh nah, yeah. Forever, bro. Since I can remember. So I did like something like just like an awareness for people, like a PSA. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was cool. I did that all shot. I was all shot on my iPhone actually. I did it all on my iPhone. And like my friend's drone. We got one shot in the drone. Uh, nice. And then I shot a horror film that went horribly bad. <laughs> it was so bad, but it was shot really well. And shout out to my girl Vic because she did she she did her thing on that too, for real. Nice. Um, I got some stuff coming up. I actually, I write a lot, so I got some I got some scripts in the bag. 
Okay. Well, cool. Other than that, I'm working. So <laughs> do you like like you mentioned a few names, but like when you uh, come up with like things like that, you have like a go-to type team, or you just kind of like. I only got a team. I just I man. Just I just know find. so many people, bro. Yeah, okay. And I, I really got that from my pops. Like, he just know, man, we couldn't go on vacation without him running to somebody that he knew. Hmm, like, and I'll, you know, I'll put that on my mom. Put it on everything. Like, every time we go somewhere, and I guarantee you, if I go down south to see my dad right now, he's going to run into somebody I know. Like, he knows. Like, <laughs> the best of, that's, that showed me since I was little the power of knowing people. And, like, he holds so many people down, yeah. and then, like, they return the favor, you know? Word. And it's just, that's just kind of, like, that's just how the world works, like. That's just how it is, especially in film, especially mm-hmm. as a photographer. A lot of the times, it's really just knowing people. You know, sometimes people ask me, oh, how'd you shoot with Ski Mask and how'd you get to that show? I knew people. Mm. I, all I did, I was managing a friend of mine and I asked Homeboy, like, hey, you know any venues I can shoot at? He's like, oh, yeah, I got some stuff for you. He's like, matter of fact, you want to come to South by Southwest? I was like, okay. <laughs> Gave him bread and then we went down to Texas, you know? Nice. <laughs> so, like, that's yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew one, maybe developed a relationship, and then that's just how it is. So nice. it's crazy, man. The right. power of knowing people. Yeah. A lot of the gigs and a lot of the things that I've done, I've just done it because I know people. My uncle, photographer, he's in, he lives in Mexico. He's like, how do you get so many of these beautiful people, like these portraits? I was like, they're my friends. <laughs> like, I just I just shoot with my friends. Nice. That's just how it is. That's really just how it started. And now it's like I do want to venture out and shoot outside of just the circle. Because right. after, after a while, you can... It's fun, but I, f- I got too comfortable. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I, f- I feel I feel like in the past couple of years, it's just, I've just been too comfortable. With the pandemic especially, it's like you needed to kind of get to see nobody. Right. So you kind of had to reevaluate. And during that time, I got to reevaluate and be like, man, I got I to gotta put myself in an uncos- uncomfortable position because I want something new. Right, yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the time I'm on right now, pretty much. I'm trying to feel uncomfortable, bro. <laughs> <All> <laughs> yeah, years. that's what it takes, right, though? Like, in order to like, I don't know, grow. make changes, yeah, no, grow. Seriously. You have to be uncomfortable. I feel like this. there's a quote or some shit like that that, hmm. that I'm blanking on, like a really like, like specifically with those words. But um, but yeah, what about that kid super thing? Like, how was that? Is that the first time you PA'd? No, I PA'd done that little tech of shoot. I PA'd on small, oh, okay, small right. stuff like small music videos, you know, like uh-huh. like guns in your face videos, like little stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like nothing. Crazy. Guns in your face videos. Yeah, like you know, like like. <laughs> Like not like like the hushes like, just that's nah, crazy. Just so little man. shit. Is it like a real turn that people use? Like, a, uh, I don't even. know I'm about bro. to say I'm like guzzy your face. I just like, go out, man. When I'm, when I'm on YouTube and I watch the videos, man, the comments be having me die because people yeah. just be like, yo, shout out to the cameraman. He was got, got shot like layers, lasers, ducking, dodging bullets. This is like ages ago. Like, right. This is a minute ago, man. And then like I got into like more of my scene. Like I started getting into like all the underground shit. So yeah. You know, such Hollow Water Boys and like Suicide Boys and X and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. just just everything, man. But the Kid Super, I think, was the first, technically, like the first short film. Okay. But there's more to come, man. Yeah. You know, and I work at a studio now, so we do like commercials and tabletop stuff right now. So, keep me busy, put mm. money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? And mm. plus, I meet more people, and now yeah. we want to do other shit. So. So you said you work at a studio? Yeah, uh, Shrum. It's like in, it's like Rockland County, so it's like a little far from here. Rockland County. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, that's, that is pretty deep. <laughs> but it's close to me. It's literally like eighteen minute drive. Okay. Okay. Where? What is your role there? I'm a PA. Oh, okay. So I'm a PA there. Uh, it's light. Like it's PA shit. If anybody's a PA, you know what the fuck 
<laughs> they know what it is, bro. <laughs> Even just on set, like sometimes when you work, I do like working in a commercial environment because there's more stability and there's, you don't have to deal with people kind of just shitting on you all the time. Hmm, it's okay. more of like, it's more respect. Everybody says thank you, you know what I'm saying? You get fed, you can bring food home. You know, now I get paid. I'm not just an intern anymore. So it's nice. like, you know, it's nice. Yeah, and I get yeah, to work yeah. with people. A lot of them are my friends. So, you know, it's, okay. it's fun. Nice. Um, How long you been there now then? Sure, I've been there not even like a few weeks, bro. Oh, they wow. just, they hired me in December after my internship. Nice. How long would you intern for though? Shit, from, I, I did it late October to December. Oh, oh, wow. I was supposed to do it September to like November or something. My teachers, I don't know how, yeah, Miss Evans. Hey. Hmm. I don't know how, I don't know how she finessed it, but she got me in. So and that kind of that that put me in a spot where like I can actually, I've been working crazy like the past three weeks, bro. Like yeah. nonstop. What kind of work do they do at that studio? Like what is it? Like tabletop work. So like you know, like Papa John's commercial uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Just like Hardee's. Mm. Uh, who knows? I mean, Hardy's work. That dude got so much on his belt, bro. Who? And like, what's Hardy's? Hardy's is like Carl's Jr., right? Yeah, that's, it's down south. Yeah. So yeah, they doing business with people like in New Outside York. Outside of New York, yeah. yeah. That's 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 pretty good. I don't even think. I think Papa John's is originally in like New Jersey or something. Okay. Mm. So like that's why they work so much with them. Uh huh. Um, they man, they do so much, man. And now like we got like this cool ass screen. You know, like, uh, I don't even know what they call them yet. Like, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a LED screen. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can, like, instead of a, a green screen, they they have all these, like, uh, LED screens. And, like, you can, like, put up an image. Oh, like I it's saw the background? It yeah. All of them. No, it's crazy. Like, like the Mandalorian, they use that technology all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually did hear about that. Yo, I don't even know how much birdie dropped. Oh, so like crazy. instead of them being in a huge green like uh, set or whatever, it's just the screen. It's just a screen. That's it's, cool. Now they have an IT guy now that you yeah. know that's running like a I think it's Unreal. 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 Yep. That that they use that what? type of shit. Yeah, bro. So it's like you're pretty much running a video game. Right. Technically, <laughs> it's a video game because that's yep. exactly what it is. Because uh-huh. it's like a gaming engine, and mm-hmm. then like you project this image and like the background is what it is. Yeah. Yo, yes. shout out to Unreal Engine Five. Yeah, that's just really that's crazy. That's a fact. Shout out. That's crazy. They changed the game. And it's crazy. I kept telling people, I was like, gaming is going to be, all this software is going to be granted to the film industry, bro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially and even architecture, too. Like, it's crazy how many uses you can get out of these things, bro. Dude, just lighting in general. Like, yeah. The type of lighting you even get and, like, the ray tracing software like, mm-hmm. that, you, that you can get in Unreal is wild, dude. My professor was telling me that... Uh, because uh, I went to, like, a film school for a little bit, mm. and he was telling me that just within the industry, he's noticed how people are using Unreal for pre-visualization for films, for television, for things of that nature, which is, like, you know, that's, like, taking storyboarding to, like, a completely different level. You know what I mean? It's so wild, man. I love seeing it. Every time I'm at work, man, I just, since I, I'll, like, well, that's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just dying, just, you know, some downtime. I just stop and stare at it, man. Nice. <laughs> it's just, it's so crazy. Like, it's just unbelievable. And everybody's like, they're way older than me. Like, they got at least 30, 40 years on me. Wow. So it's like, you know, work, and you know, working with people that age, man, I've always told people, and a friend of mine also said the same thing to me, when you, because we hoop a lot. So we hoop with like people that are like, you know, 10, 20, you know, 10, 20 years older than us. But when you play with people that are older than you, you learn so much from <laughs> playing with people that are older than you because they're wiser than you. Yeah. So when you work with people that are older than you, you learn so much things way quicker than you'll learn from people that that are your age because somebody your age is trying, still trying to figure out the things you're trying to figure out. They may know 
a few more things than you, but other than mm-hmm. that, they're still clueless. Yeah. You're, you're with somebody older than you. Let's say like a DP, you know, in comparison to 26 and a DP at 46. This is why most people that win these Oscars and, you know, these Emmys and stuff, old. They're, they're old. Yeah. Because they just have more experience. And it takes a lot of experience to get that level of performance, yeah. which I didn't realize. I'm sitting here like, oh, like, I, you know, I want an Oscar. I want, I, I want these awards. You know what I'm saying? It, whether it's for stills or a director or a DP, whatever. But at the same time, like, you don't really understand how much work and how long it really takes to get to that spot. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm realizing that a lot of people my age and even younger, you know, we're shooting these music videos and like they're shooting with people like that are, are well known, like artists that we listen to every day that we're bumping every day. But then at the same time, like. That's that's nothing compared to what's gonna happen in the next 10, 20 years when you keep working. Like, yeah, there's so much more, and the film industry is it's a different ball game, man. You like, saying Hollywood's that crazy, indie's crazy. Like, yeah, like you saying that kind of reminds me of, like a quote that uh I remember somebody t- said about Kobe. I think Kobe actually has said it. Um, Kobe when he was younger was like a lot flashier. Oh yeah, you know number eight. Number eight number was eight. Yeah, number eight was flashy, oh. but but then as time went on. Kobe got less flashy, but he kind of got better, if that makes any sense. And when asked why, he kind of figured out. It was like, after a while, I realized that instead of having to do A, B, and C in order to get to D, I could just jump from A to D in a way that's a little bit more efficient. That comes as a result of learning that I don't have to do this, that, and the third in order to get here. You know what I mean? And that's what's called the Mamba mentality, man. Mamba mentality. And it's just ex- experience, man. Like, Experience is like one of those things where it's like, I don't care what you went to school for or whatever. Like, I don't think anything could match hands-on experience. Nah. Or at least like, even if it's not actively yours, the the I guess, the knowledge passed on to some to somebody else by somebody who's had the experience, so you don't even have to go through all of the steps. Like, that shit is like unmatched, completely nah. unmatched. It's, it's even like. Even a guy that I work with, the AD, came up to me. He's like, yo, can I ask you a question? I thought I was in trouble, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I was like, go ahead. And he was like, how old are you? I was like, really? I was like, I'm 26. And he was just like, I knew. Everybody thought you were, like, younger. He's like, you seem so, like, mature. Like, like you seem way older than what you look. And I was like, appreciate it. Like, I appreciate you. But, like, a lot of people, like, you know, they're not going to look at you and see what your background is. Like, I've been through so much shit, bro, and I've seen – a lot of shit to the point where my experience mm. made me who I am. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I'm not better than anybody, but at the same time, I may know, know a little more than people, and that's why I'm humble. Because some people like they get crazy and whatever your head gets big, but at the same time, when you've been in certain positions, you you just like you just kind of like look at things differently. Like you can't really act a certain way. You can't you know turn people down. You know. You and like when it comes to like giving advice, like I just know mm-hmm. if somebody's going is down bad, mm-hmm. I know what to say because I've been in that position, right. and that's what experience does. And I yeah. feel like even now as a photographer, like me jumping into the film industry now, like it's a challenge, bro. Like I had to sacrifice a full time job for this shit, so I'm down bad. You know what I'm saying? Like it's tough. A lot of us are broke as fuck. Like it's hard as hell. You know we have these expectations that we're gonna fucking work with you know, Tarantino and shit like that but mm-hmm. the reality of that is very very slim it's possible but it's, it's still very small mm-hmm. but at the same so a lot of that time 
really just got to kind of revert that, look back and just humble yourself and just keep experiencing things, keep learning. Right. I, I always learn something every day. There's not a single day I don't go without learning something. Like you're mentioning photographer that I never heard of in my life. I just learned something. So now when I go home, I'm chilling. I'm going to look and yeah. see who that is and see what their work was like and right. this and that, w- whatever. Like they, like all the cameras you got, you know, I don't have a lot of these cameras, but I know one, like I may like one of them and pick pick one up. It might right. be my favorite camera ever. Like, right. As, yeah. ex- as, as experience. experience. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's a fact. Yo, you mentioned Tarantino. Who was your favorite director? Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, shout out to Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino. And it's crazy because people, like, my one of my professors can't stand him, but for me, personally, mm-hmm. he's my favorite. And I love Martin Scorsese. There's nothing wrong with Martin Scorsese. There's nothing wrong with Martin Scorsese. But Tarantino is my personal favorite for the way that he approaches his filmmaking. For me, he's a person that just does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like I've always seen myself and I've always called myself a rebel. That's just how I am. I'm a black sheep, bro. Like I just I do whatever the fuck I want. You can't tell me shit. Like the way I approach the photography, the way I approach, you know, my style of doing things is my way. So I I, I don't do things similar to other people. You know, I may it may be similar to other people. I may take inspiration, but at the same time it's like, alright, like I'm inspired, but I don't wanna mm-hmm. do my own way. So like that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And he's He's li- like living proof of that. There's so many directors that take so much from other directors, you know, back in the past. And he did, you know, he his style is reflected of how he grew up. He grew up in the 50s, you know, in the, in the, you know, in the 60s, that era where it was like, you know, that was primetime television, primetime mm. filmmaking. You know, you had Scorsese's and you, you had, you know, all these, these, these older guys that were making the new, they would know it in America. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just crazy. So all that stuff stuck with him. Like all his references to all the filmmaking and all these directors, all the TV shows like Bonanza and like yeah, you see these, the you old see all his film, all the yeah. westerns. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. Do I want to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by myself? Yeah. Three hour. It was a three hour movie. I sat through the whole thing, bro. I enjoyed it like a little kid. Like, like yeah. That's how much like I love him. Like I got like uh, his all his films. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was your favorite? DVD. I honestly keep it a buck, bro. It's Django. Django. No, for real, bro. Like, nah, that's somebody asked one. me that though, like a couple weeks ago, and you know, most people's answer is gonna be Pulp Fiction, and you know, Jackie Brown's definitely like I think slept on. it might it Excuse might be it on. might be a tie with Django and Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown was crazy. Like the story was <laughs> wicked. Like Yo, that the parking soundtrack, lot scene. bro. The soundtrack yeah. was the, oh, one the of the soundtrack. best soundtracks in film. I've ever and that's saying something because all of his soundtracks are like really Fun. good. Like, you know why? Because his writing process is music first. And like for me, my whole world started with music. I was in music first, and that music got me into photography and video. And then from that, I kind of just stuck with it, Left kind of left the music alone, because the music industry is grimy, and people don't really understand that shit. Hmm. But it right. really is. It's some grimy ass shit. Hmm. So once I left that shit, whatever. <laughs> but when I write, a lot of my inspiration, or for any movie, film, or anything, like even, even shoots, still shoots, is music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got playlists that I listen to specifically for Thanks. you know ideas. I go on my Pinterest sometimes. I listen to music and I'm trying to see. Shout out Pinterest. That's a fact. Shout out Pinterest because I got so many mood boards. It's crazy. Yeah, bro. yeah. yeah. yeah I'm plot shit that I never shoot. Sometimes I just I just pre-plan. But yeah. like I said, like this year I'm at the point where it's like it's focus mode. You, know? mm-hmm. you asked what's his favorite director? Who's, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's director? your favorite director, bro? Who is your favorite? I'd probably say Scorsese. Scorsese, and that's reasonable, man. He got. Hell yeah. That, He's yeah, he's top. 
Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Goodfellas probably number one. Even just Raging Bull was crazy. Raging Bull is my is, is like my like one of my like top five favorite movies ever. It's yeah, beautiful. This is a beautiful. And then it's shot black and white, which makes it even better. Everything is so it's so it's like so much more vivid if that makes any sense. See Ministries. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ministries is another one. This guy's a mook. What's a mook? <laughs> what's that? A mook. You don't call me a yeah. mook. Oh, so what's you? Who's yours? Uh, Wong Kar Wai, Asian dude, really beautiful movie. I never even heard that name, bro. He he makes like some really cool artsy stuff. Like it's it's really like like I feel like that shit's very niche. But like the the stories are very like loose. There's not much plot to them. But mm-hmm. just like I don't know, he manages to just create a vibe that I just love. Like it's just it's like uh, it's not even. I'm pretty sure it's not even an accurate representation of like the time periods and the locations that they take place in, but the way that he just manages to capture it, I just love it. So that's my favorite. But other than that, if I had to choose somebody else, it might be like, it might be like Wes Anderson. I love this composition, bro. Beautiful. This is just, like, Compositions out of this movie. Yeah, man. Just, yo, right here, Budapest images, so bro. Like, he, I heard he, like, he knows exactly how he wants everything shot like before like his his like pre visualization is on ten. Like he has all the things like things like drawn out and you know what I mean? Which is like madness. I don't know how anybody like yeah, even in a, a less like strict kind of palette than his, right. it's hard to kind of make sure that you know exactly what you want. But yeah. for somebody as specific and particular as his, he knows mm-hmm. exactly how he wants everything to look. That's yeah. just mind boggling. That's just so much work. Like, yeah. I feel like people like who haven't actually tried like we tried to do like a very small web series and man, we underestimated program. how <laughs> essential it is to be that prepared. Yeah. But yeah. it's like it's hard to be that prepared too. Because yeah. it's a lot of work. But it's like crazy because it's hard to be that prepared, but it's also hard to not be prepared. Cause I've been watching a lot of uh, like Curb, and it's crazy how Larry David's like for Curb specifically is very loose, and most of it is um, improv. Like that in itself is crazy. In its entirety. In its entirety, me neither. I feel like you don't really have to though. Yeah. Because it's like it's not like a a, a really like, like episodic. episodic. It's like yeah. every episode is its own thing. It's it's that that I like like you said though like I feel like that's crazy in itself. You can see, like you look at like Seinfeld and then you uh-huh. look at that yeah, same, same creative mind but right. very different. Yeah, like I was watching a video and like they literally have their scripts are like one or two pages because it's just it's basically just a point A and a point mm-hmm. B and in between it's just like the actors but they're working with elite actors too. So right, like they that's know funny. how to do that, but it's like still. It's such a, like, that sounds so fun to do, but it sounds so, like, you need experience. That's the exactly. way you do it. Is you and I feel you like experience. I feel like that's my process also, because it's like, every, every time I envision how I want things to get done, I, mm. I already know how I want it to go. And mm-hmm. even though I'll have a script, or even though I might have something to plan it, sometimes I might just ditch the whole plan that I even had and mm-hmm. come up with something new, and then boom, like, now I have a series of images that, were just inspired by whatever you wrote down. Sometimes just that's just how it is. Like, yeah. and I've always been a big fan of improv, and that's why I like how sometimes like Tarantino works. And some of these actors, man, actors. Shout out to these actors because like I was watching a Django video today, like I like I do every day, but it was like a bunch of stuff that you didn't know. Some shit I already knew. Some stuff was new. Like, but Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. like 
mm-hmm. was improving so much during filming mm-hmm. that like people were like were walking out because <laughs> they just needed it to just get done and there's so many reshoots and so many delays but it's because he's his improv yeah. is crazy bro right. yeah, he's yeah. so good at what he does is yeah, man, he's shots Leo, man. You, in particular, that this? scene when he smacks the table and he starts bleeding yeah, and he shit. Just cut his hand open, bro. And then he rubbed and it he on looks her at it face. In the film. And oh man, yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, nah, Leo and is... that's the director's decision, you know. Like even though it wasn't his blood that was on, you know, Kerry Washington's face, but when he cut his hand, they knew that they could add in like, how can we make people really squeamish? Yeah, and he had her like. He grabbed it by the face, like, with, but it was fake blood. It wasn't real. Yeah, yeah. But just because people know that he cut his he hand actually that. on set, yeah. so doing the whole smear thing just made it more cringeworthy to right. watch. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just like, did he really just do that? Right. But he didn't do it. But that's a fact. He made a decision to be like, you know what? How about we just put like fake Ramp blood in his hand and just yeah, man. Just up it. That's the that's the power yeah, of it's filmmaking. It's fire. The shit people do, man, to get some of these shots is crazy. No, for real. Oh man, I love it. It's about that time, man. It's yeah, about it's that about time. time. So no, man, it is. We uh, we what we do is like uh, well, two things. One, we're gonna ask you two questions. Uh-huh. The first one being, uh, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who's doing what you do, who's earlier on in their journey than you, maybe just starting out? Man, don't be shy. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot of opportunities being shy, mm-hmm. and I know sometimes being shy, it's not like. It's it's really an ego thing. It really is because you know not many people. Are, it's gonna it's a personal thing. You're shy because you're not trying to engage with others. And I've I lost so much, so many, so much work, bro. Just being shy, just because I didn't just say hi to a person that I knew that would fuck with me if I talked to them. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes is just to develop a relationship. Sometimes even a no is fine. Like you just kind of just gotta take it. Like yeah. yeah. And for me, I just couldn't take that no mm-hmm. when I was starting. And like That's now, it's just like, are you saying no? Like fuck it. Like I'll get a friend. Like, well, sh- like one, at one point, I started shooting myself. Like because I just couldn't find anybody to shoot with. So I started mm-hmm. taking self portraits. Sometimes a no is fine. Like yeah. right, I'll go do something. Do something else. So right. don't be shy. Right. Um, another thing. I'm trying to see how I can put this. It's like, don't be shy. Uh, be blunt, man. Be blunt. I, I know. I'm trying. I'm trying to, like, not say it crazy. But uh, honestly, take more time to yourself. Don't worry about getting involved with a bunch of people and going, going to and putting yourself in places and positions that make you feel uncomfortable. Like, I felt like I always had to, like, be with somebody and, going around hang with a certain group of people or whatever when I was shooting and stuff like that. But a lot of the times, like, just go do your own thing. You know, like, go for a walk. Go drive somewhere. Find a new place that inspires you and that doesn't, that, you know, things do things that you want to do because you get caught up in just trying to do shit that everybody else wants you to do. And then people start putting, like, stuff in your head and it just changes the way you work. And, like, it just kind of ruins everything. And it, as you're, as you know, when you're upcoming and you get caught into like the web of the web of lies, I call it, with people just putting stuff in your head. Yeah. Then you, it deters you from your path and your goal from when you when you you know when you want to reach professional mm-hmm. experience. You you kind of gonna get held back or you're gonna get. For me, like I, it was like a fork in the road, and then it's like, do my you know do your own thing, but you know do what other people tell you when you do the you do what people tell you and. Sometimes there's no happiness there because you don't have no control. It's just you just did something that 
just somebody kind of just right, yeah, yeah. push you along. You're so. diminishing your creativity, your creative do purity. Do not do, do that. Do not diminish man. your creative don't, purity. Don't let anybody tell you. I don't care if it's your parents. I don't mm-hmm. care yeah. if it's your teacher. <clears throat> you know, I listen to so many damn people, and then in the reality. Should have listened to nobody because yeah. I, I ended up getting a lot of these opportunities that I never thought I would ever get in my entire life, no matter how small or big they were. You know, right, I, yeah. I never saw myself on stage with people that I saw that you know I listened to on a daily that ended up being big stars. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's crazy. I never seen myself going to Texas on a damn bus either. So hmm. you know that experience and as much as it was hell getting down there, the experience I had down there was amazing. It's one of the best times I had in my life. Like nice. it was it was crazy. So like, mm-hmm. and I imagine I would have said no to that. Yeah, and I almost got to that, but I had people that supported me and they held it down, and I ended up going down there. And it's a lot of convincing, man. Yeah, but yeah. it worked out for real. That's yeah. what's up. Uh, advice. Second thing, it's not really a question, more so than just a thing that we do. Started with uh, drink champs; they were like the first person people to do it. Shout out Nori, man. Yeah, and like we ask people to give flowers to something, a person an industry, an object, anything that you, you think deserves recognition. Deserves the flowers? Yeah. Mm. If you need some time to think, I think my man. <laughs> right Yo, bro, it's now. funny because I feel like we said it last time. These, like, even me and him are always stumped because yeah. it's like, it's so, I feel like at this point, we just got to start writing, writing them down yeah. and go throughout the list because I'll be, I'll be so like. so many people that deserve their flowers, man. Yeah. Alright, so uh you know what man? Just for the uh the sake of uh what's in front of us, I'm gonna give my flowers to Bob Marley, man. Nice. Because the vibes that he provides yeah. provided his movement. Right. You know, shout out the Rastafarians. But uh, e- even when we when I came in here, it was just like the vibe was just shit. Yeah, man, like it's that. such a simple thing. Yeah. But um yeah. No, but the things that he did for just music and people in general. general mm-hmm. yeah. He kind of broke those barriers. Like there were a lot of a lot of barriers. You know, being a black man and a Jamaican man, you know, the things that he was speaking about, especially like with the whole thing about Britain and Jamaica. Like everybody, if you're from Jamaica, you know, the whole British background. But at the same time, like he was just a liberator, man. Yeah. He was, in, man. It doesn't matter what color you were. You were in Bob Marley was in somebody's house. <laughs> the things that he did the, his music was universal it wasn't just for yeah just for black people and that the liberation for that you know for black people too it was yeah. just it was human liberation it was yeah. just it was it was liberation to actually be free and just be human and just kind of vibe it yeah, was yeah. love positivity love. peace facts. like nah that's he definitely deserves his flowers that's a fact sure because i don't think people really talk about him much and it's crazy. I, can, I think it's because, you know, as the older we get in the generation, like, it's kind of like nobody really knows Bob Marley. You're going to ask a five-year-old if they know Bob Marley. They might know Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because he's a pop star. Right. right. His face is all, all all over the place, but you don't really see that with Bob Marley. Yeah. It's, That's a fact. crazy. You know he got mad kids. A lot. <laughs> and then his line goes further down with yeah, grandchildren crazy. and crazy. Yeah. nephews and <laughs> it's crazy. Nieces yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. bro. If I had to give my flowers to anything, I'm going to give my flowers to the writers of Mad Men because that show was really good. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. That's a good-ass show. Man. Great show. Like, talk about writing on a show, being, like, damn near perfection. That's one of them. Matter nice. of fact, man, I'm going to give my, my flowers to Buster, man. Shout Buster out Buster Rhymes. Bro, I feel Ooh. like that's literally 
my one of my favorite rappers ever, bro. He's top five. Like, he's yeah. in my list. He's not coming nah, off that yeah, list. But we had somebody here. Yeah, we were just take, talking about a hot take about about that. Nah, bro, Busta is he's he's in the Mount Rushmore, bro, and people are not gonna give him respect and give him his flowers, but give him his flowers because that man did a lot for the culture. Yeah, he he changed the game. Yeah, he if did. If it wasn't for Busta, nobody would have stepped their bars up. Nobody would have stepped their swag up. None of that, man. Yeah. Videos, videos, right? Like the things that he did was out of this world. Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah man. Well, yeah. it was a pleasure having you. I bro. think yeah, I think that's a I think that's a, that's a wrap on. I've the, never, I, sh- I haven't done this ever, really. I don't think yeah. so. I've been wanting to do podcast for a minute, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We yeah. yo, we gotta set up a shoot too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a place. Shout out my boy David. You know, I can do that. I can nice. set some shit up with him too. Oh yeah, it's nah. a nice place in Brooklyn. It's nice, bro. Nice, Let's get nice it, man. another place. In, we gotta get in the it. Lower East Side, which is dope. Yeah. Okay, word. We which is my spot. Go. I'm there all the time. Me and Chinese. Hell yes. Hey, hell yes. Shout out to yes. You feel me? Chinatown, my. We got some good times. To skate there is nice. It's a chill walk. Whatever. It's chill. Yeah, yeah. Yo, but make sure to subscribe on the YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify, follow. And uh, check out Ezekiel's page. Uh, what's your IG, bro? Ezekiel Jeremiah X on Instagram, man. Yeah, there we go. go. Yo, uh, bro, it was a pleasure, bro. Appreciate you pulling up man. all the Come way out up. here. Of course, man. We're only 50 minute drive, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode, bro. Just like that. We your podcast. Watch that Super Bowl, yo. Yeah. I forgot that was today. Crazy. That's Shit, crazy. Nah, that's what's driving, man.